Things look a little different this morning uh, because they are. This is our second win retiree service, what most people call their senior recognition service, but uh, it's our second win retiree service, so welcome today. And uh, this, this is our student band. I mean, I'm a little bit older than they are, but uh, for the most part, this is our student band. And uh, <laughs> all right, I don't need any comments from the peanut gallery. Um, Lotto, I am actually. Um, and so we're going to do some songs this morning that you may not be familiar with that you've probably heard. So we want to encourage you to sing along with us. You'll pick them up pretty quickly. Um, if you want to clap, that's fine. If you can clap in rhythm, that's even better. Um, but we're not real, real picky about that either. So you guys stand as we get started this morning. You are peace in my troubled sea. Oh, you are peace in my troubled sea. find someone you haven't had a chance to say hello to and tell them how glad you are to see them this morning. I can see the problems now. There's pain within the land. There is victory in the end. Your love is my battle cry. 
Good morning. Congratulations, graduates. This is awesome. Um, if you are visiting with us, we just want to say welcome. My name is Chad. I'm the worship pastor. How about these guys? Right? Man, I'm going to be without a job. Those are awesome. Um, let's see. If you're visiting, welcome. If you're if you're regular, uh, you regularly come here, welcome home. We're good to see your face again. Uh, just a quick few announcements, and then we're going to move on. Um, baptisms next Sunday. We're going to have uh, some baptisms. If you want to get baptized, uh, check with me, Alicia, or Jeff sometime today, preferably, or you can contact the office uh, sometime this week. That'll be uh, next week if you're wanting to get baptized. VBS is coming really, really, really quick. Uh, we need volunteers. So if you have nothing to do the week of June the 11th, uh, there's a booth outside right out here. Uh, go ahead and sign up. We need some volunteers to help us out with that. Uh, Anything I need to add to that, Alicia? We're signing up kids. We're signing up volunteers. Yeah, just check in, the, check in the lobby on your way out if you're interested in that. Next Sunday, this is super cool. We've been talking about this for a little while. Richie Fike is going to be here, and his wife, Dana, is going to be here. And I keep saying Richie is going to be here, and Dana is, is just as important as, she, as he is. Uh, Dana's actually written a lot of songs, too, and I keep saying, oh, Richie's written all these songs. Um, Dana's written some songs, too, and they're going to be leading us in worship next Sunday. And then that night, we're having a uh, worship night at 6 o'clock. And you guys do not want to miss it. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so cool. It's just an hour, maybe a little over an hour of just singing. And uh, they're really, really good. And you guys are going to be blown away by them. And so if you have plans, break them. You want to be here for that. If you skip church that morning, make sure you come that night. <laughs> uh, 6 o'clock, be here. 
It's going to be really, really good. You guys are going to have a good time. So, uh, yeah, plan on being here for that. Um, with that said, we're going we're gonna to take the offering. If our uh, ushers will go ahead and start making their way up. Uh, something Mark says all the time, it's worth repeating. If you were visiting, uh, just pass the plate. We don't want your money. We don't need your money. Uh, you know, unless you're writing like a million dollar check or something. But other than that, just pass the plate. We don't need your money. We don't want your money. We don't want you to be distracted by that. Uh, we always say we want you guys, if you're visiting, to like us. But more than that, we want you to fall in love with Jesus. So don't be distracted by what's happening here. Uh, these guys are just going to mosey on back to the back. And uh, if you're here regular, this is when we give. This is how we uh, support the ministries and everything like that. So um, with that said, I'm going to pray. And these guys are going to lead us back into worship. Father God, we thank you. Uh, thank you that we get to do this, that we get to come together, that we get to um, look each other in the eye. I know, God, we take this for granted, the, uh, the fact that we have a church, that we have a home, that we have Sundays that we can celebrate milestones. And um, so, God, we ask, Lord, that you would be with us throughout the rest of the service. God, that you would use these simple songs that we sing to glorify your name, uh, that you'd speak through Jeff as he opens your word. And, uh, Lord, that this would just be a good day, a great day for the graduates, for their families, just for this whole time that's happening over the next few weeks and just how big of a deal it is for the rest of their lives. And as a church, Lord, that you'd help us to come along beside them, remind them in the good times and the bad times, Lord, that you're still good, you're still God, your grace is still enough. And Lord, we'd ask that you'd just use this money for your glory, that you'd use it and help us to be wise in how to use it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. And I've seen many searching for answers far and wide but i know we're all searching for answers only you provide because you know just what we need before we say a word you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am it's who i am it's who i am you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are who you are and I'm loved by you It's who I am It's who I am It's who I am You are perfect in all of your ways You are perfect in all of your ways You are perfect in all of your ways Call me 
Deeper still as you call me Deeper still as you call me Deeper still into love Love, love, love You're a good, good father It's who you are It's who you are It's who you are And I'm loved by you It's who I am It's who I am It's who I am You're a good, good father who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I
have decided And I have resolved In my heart That I will go anywhere Anywhere Just to see your face And I have decided And I have resolved In my heart To see your face And I will follow you I, wrapped up in you I belong to you
telling the students in the student room a little bit earlier this is my 17th senior service here at Carpenter's Way and uh, well thank you <laughs> that just means Alicia's getting old I guess I'm not sure um, this this class in every class set has happened the last couple of years it's been a really weird thing for me because a lot of these kids um, I, I've literally watched grow up uh, and it's an amazing thing, and uh, I think everybody uh, graduated in the allotted time, so that was, that's a good thing. Um, but we're so proud of this class, and uh, we've asked these folks behind me who snuck up. Um, most of you know who they are, but these are, uh, this is Mark Dubos. Uh, Mark uh, runs things with me. Uh, and Mark uh, had a lot of these guys when they were... Um, in children's, I think. And so he's, uh, yeah, it's weird too. Um, and this is Connie uh, and Doug and David and Amy, uh, and they work with our juniors and seniors. Uh, and I, I just, I got to brag on them for just a second. We are incredibly fortunate and blessed to have the folks pour into our, our juniors and seniors that we do. And uh, they've done a phenomenal job just pointing these kids to truth. And so once again, thank you guys for all you do uh, for our kids. So... Without further ado, I'll turn the microphone over to my wife. All right, Nolan, you ready? <laughs> Nolan Burquist. <laughs> Son of Jeff and Susan Burquist, Nolan will be graduating from Hudson High School. He will attend the Art Institute of Houston and plans to study 3D design and animation so he can, quote, slowly begin to subliminally control the masses to do my bidding and eventually claim world domination. But not really, maybe. <laughs> Alexis Clemens. Alexis is the daughter of Corey and Betsy Clemens. Following graduation from Hudson High School, Alexis will be attending Angelina College in order to become an x-ray technician. Travis Duval. Travis will be graduating from Hudson High School. He is a son of Cody and Carla Duvall. Following graduation, Travis plans to attend Texas A&M to major in biology and then dental school. Clayton Guesford. 
son of Alan and Shannon Gasford. Clayton will be, gra be graduating from Lufkin High School. He will be attending Sam Houston State University to major in animal science with a minor in wildlife management with plans of becoming a game warden or high fence manager at a deer farm. Ian Greer. Son of Larry and Karen Greer, Ian will graduate from Hudson High School. Following graduation, he will attend Angelina College to play baseball and to begin pursuing a degree in physical therapy. Megan Hudson. Megan will be graduating from Hudson High School. She's the daughter of Kevin and Pam Hudson. After graduation, Megan will be attending Baylor University to major in biology. After receiving a Bachelor of Science degree, she hopes to attend medical school and ultimately become a pediatrician. <laughs> J.C. Morica. J.C. is the daughter of James Marika and Jill Strain. After graduation from Lufkin High School, J.C. plans to attend Angelina College for a year and then transfer to the University of Houston, where she plans to continue her education in nursing and hopefully one day work at St. Jude's to help kids with cancer and be a partner with the patients through their journey. <laughs> William C. Son of Henry and Teresa Tynes and birth mother Terry Ushby, William will be graduating from Lufkin High School. He will begin attending Angelina College to get his basic courses and then plans to transfer to Stephen F. Austin. Tyler Tippett. Daughter of Richard and Sasha Sutton, Tyler will gra graduate from Lufkin High School. She plans to attend Blinn Junior College in Bryan and transfer to A&M. <laughs> Presley Wablinger. <laughs> Presley, daughter of Chris and Aaron Wablinger, will graduate from Hudson High School. She plans to attend Stephen F. Austin State University in the fall, majoring in biology. While attending SFA, Presley will be a part of the SFA cheerleading team, Axum Jacks. After completing her undergraduate degree, she plans to attend Physician's Assistant School. I was going to jump off the stage, but then I thought better of it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, this is a uh, this is a unique class uh, for me. As I've said, I've watched a lot of these students grow up, literally, um, man, from the time they were babies. And um, but this is a class that I will forever, ever be linked with. Um, a lot of you know I used to coach um, everything, and uh, I had the privilege of coaching uh, one of our fine young baseball players named Clayton, and um, I have a scar right there um, that I call the uh, Clayton Guest Memorial Scar, because I think you were, where are you at? You are 12, right? Was that the last year I coached you? I think, he, I think we were in 12-year-olds. And of course, when a 12-year-old starts taunting the coach and trash-talking the coach, what a mature coach does is you show the kid you can do what he's challenging you to. And so I'm throwing bat in practice, and Clayton's like, I bet you can't break off a curveball. And I'm like, yeah, I can. And I did. And uh, 
then I had surgery. So um, <laughs> appreciate that, Clayton, and uh, that's awesome. So I will always, always remember you. Anytime the weather changes, I'll remember you because it hurts. Now, this, this, is, this is an interesting uh, group of, of students. Man, they have dreams and they have plans. And, man, they're going to they're gonna go and pursue those things and they're going to run hard after them. Um, if anything, I've, I've noticed and as I've watched these, these kids um, is, man, they just go for it. They, when they got a goal, they go for it and they work hard. And, and, and that's what I tell you, that, that is something that will serve you well the rest of your life. Um, don't ever take anything for granted. Don't ever think that anything's owed you um, or that you should just get it because you're who you are. Um, don't ever forget. Man, you've got to work hard at it. And, and, and I, I just can't stress that enough. Man, in a culture that is so entitled and feels like they deserve everything, um, man, just don't ever, ever lose that work ethic. Uh, I want to share a couple of thoughts with you this morning. These are always kind of interesting services uh, for me to speak at. Um, because normally it's rah, 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 go get them. Yay, great job. Um, and, and, I, and I hope that you're encouraged this morning um, as we celebrate you. But I also want to talk kind of realistically to you. Um, sometimes people kind of refer to this as my don't be an idiot sermon um, because that's kind of my thing. Um, when we go on trips with our, with our youth group, um, I usually have one rule, and the rule is don't be an idiot. If you're not an idiot, we're not going to have problems. Um, and, and thankfully, most of the time, um, most of our kids are not idiots. A um, few exceptions, but not, not all the time. And, and so to start this thing out this morning, I just want to tell you guys, because sometimes when people go to college, they feel like they need to spend four years, five, six, eight, ten, however many it's going to take you to get your undergraduate. I don't know. Um, I was on the seven-year plan, so I enjoyed college. But I just want to tell you, you don't have to spend the next four or five years building your testimony, right? You don't. You really don't. Trust me. That, that's not something that is a prerequisite to graduate. Um, just don't be an idiot. Make wise choices, right? Because choices you make now, the choices you're going to make next four or five years, I mean, they're going to impact your life. Just make good choices, right? Just, I know that seems simple, but sometimes it seems so hard. Uh, these next four years, I want to talk to you about what I think you need to do. And who am I? Well, I'm just the pastor speaking at this thing, so I get to say what I think. I want to read a passage to you this morning out of Matthew. It's a really familiar passage, but I want to look at it a little bit different this morning. In Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19, uh, it says this. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and, and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moss and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desire of your heart will also be. Your eyes are the lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, then how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters. You will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and money. And a lot of times we focus on this passage um, and we're just talking about money. You can't love God and money. But I think this principle is so much bigger than just how much money you have in a bank account. This principle is, is really talking about, man, you can't serve two different things. You, you can't pursue... 50 million things in life. You can't do that. And, and this passage is a great passage because in the first part of it, he says, don't hoard treasures here where it gets eaten by moss and corroded by rust or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasures in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. Listen, pursuing things is just part of life. We all pursue things. And in the next four years, you're going to be pursuing things. You're going to be pursuing an education. Hopefully, you're going to be pursuing a degree. You're going to be pursuing a spouse. You're going to be pursuing a job. You're going to be securing a secure. Uh, you're going to be pursuing a secure future, and really, you're trying to you're trying to pursue status and power and recognition. And those are all things you're going to run after, because all of us have if we went to college. But I, I want to kind of share a little some stats with you because I'm a stat guy. 
50 to 70% of students change their majors at least once while they're in college. So if you kind of break that down, five to seven of you have a great plan you set out like today, and chances are that's going to change. Chances are you're going to get to college and you're going to realize, you know what, um, I don't want to do this. And for some of you, you'll change your majors up to three times before you finally graduate. And all the parents go, oh, no, they're not. Man, I was one of those, I changed my major three times. Never meant to. I didn't go into it thinking I was going to change everything. But I went to college originally on a vocal music scholarship. And as part of that scholarship, I had to be a vocal performance major. And that sounded really neat to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll sing in front of people. Um, and then I got to LSU, and I realized, oh, that means I got to sing opera. I, I don't like opera, like at all. And I was like, all right, so maybe I can go a little different track and still keep my scholarship. And so I went and I talked to my professor, and I said, hey, listen, I don't, opera's not my thing. He's like, well, then why do you want to be a vocal performance major? Because y'all wrote me a check, that's why. He said, well, that's fine. He said, I, I think you could be really successful on Broadway. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that ain't going to happen either. And so I was like, what am I going to do? And so I decided to change my major from vocal performance to music education. The only problem with that was I never intended to be a school teacher, ever. But it was a loophole I could keep my scholarship when I transferred. So I was all into it, man. I was doing music education stuff, hating every minute of it, right? But I was like, mm, y'all are paying the bills, so I'll keep doing it. And so I finally get done, and I'm not lying. It took me seven years to finish my undergraduate degree. And it's an undergraduate. It's not a master's. It's not a Ph.D. I've got a seven-year bachelor's degree. Yeah, don't laugh. Some of y'all took longer than that. You know what my bachelor's degree is in? It is a Bachelor's of General Studies. <laughs> yeah. What do you do with that degree? I guess you work at Carpenter's Way. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> right, because I got so fed up with school, I finally went and I sat down with Dr. Simmons, who was the head of our department, and I said, I just got to get out of here, man. I've done this so long. And he said, well... Like, all you have to do to get your music education degree is to go to student and student teach. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And so he said, well, let's make up a degree. <laughs> and I was like, sure. My mom just wants a piece of paper. I don't, you know. And so he said, well, we'll, we'll, we'll call it a Bachelor of General Studies with music specialization. I was like, that sounds awesome. Let's do that. So what can I do with that degree? He was like, Nothing. Well, thank you. I'll take that, and I'll walk across the stage. Um, so listen, you've got plans, and those plans are awesome, but don't freak out when they change because chances are they're going to change at some point. See, we kind of lay things out um, in our lives, and, and man, I, I, am, I am so incredibly blessed to have served here for 17 years. That doesn't happen often. Most guys like me, we're here for three or four years, and then we're gone. But man, God's allowed us to serve here for 17 years. It's going to be 18 years in December, which is crazy to me. And, and I never thought I'd be in one place this long. And, and I'm so blessed to do it. But for some of you, you have this dream job you've already picked out. You've got it all worked out how you're going to get there. And, and, and the reality is, we live in a time where chances are you're not going to keep that job for very long. Matter of fact, you may not even keep the career you're running after as long as you think you will. It's just part of life. Things change. Things move. And, and, and the reality is, when we start pursuing those things, man, we can become very, very disappointed very quickly. Because life doesn't always work out like you plan it. Just, just ask every adult in this room. Right? We all had plans. Um, and we all were going to we were all going to take over the world. Um, <laughs> see, I told you I read those things. But you know what? Sometimes we start pursuing the things that may not be bad in themselves. But, I mean, we've got to make sure what we're pursuing is the right thing. We have to make sure we're pursuing the right thing. 
Because it tells us in chapter um, 6, it says this. It says, it's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, it's the place where you'll most want to be and end up being. And in other words, the stuff that you pursue, it just reveals your heart. It's not hard. I've been trying to convince students really more so the last year and a half. It's not that difficult to see what matters to you. It's just not. Because the things you do, the things you invest your time and your energy in, that's your heart. It's not hard. And, and it's funny this morning because you, some of you made the point for me. Um, college people, like college fans, are some of the craziest people there are. Like there's some of y'all that like, whoo, whoops and psh, psh, whatever y'all do, right, y'all make noises. Like, my college, where I graduated from, we were the Cardinals. <laughs> chirp, chirp. I mean, it's not, <laughs> LSU is a little bit better. We were the Tigers, so we got to growl. But, I mean, it's like, I mean, we're crazy, like, college fans. Like, whatever college you went to, like, you will tell anybody and everybody about your college, right? Especially if it's one of those ones that makes noises, Right? It just happens. You're so proud of that school, man. You're so, and if someone says anything negative about it, whoa, excuse me, right? I mean, you're going to go to war to defend that school because that's just your thing, right? And almost every school is like that. But, man, my question is, what do you spend the most time and energy on? What's going to motivate you these next four-plus years? Man, what are you going to sacrifice time with God with? to pursue and listen work hard and study and apply yourself and make sure you pursue the only thing that really really matters and that's God man just think for a second if what if we spent half as much time and energy especially you graduates these next four plus years what if you spent half as much time and energy pursuing God as you're going to spend supporting your school I mean, let's say you spent a quarter of your time and energy pursuing God that you'll spend pursuing your degree. Let's just say that you spend one thirty-second of the time and energy pursuing God that you'll spend pursuing your dreams in the next four-plus years. And the point's pretty simple. What you pursue shows where your heart is. So please don't waste the next four-plus years of your life pursuing things that don't matter. Don't spend the next four-plus years pursuing a bright future and, and getting a better job and, and trying to find some sense of financial security. Just walk with God. Just walk with God. Because those dreams that you're going to chase, they're going to let you down. Th those dreams that you're after, man, you're, you're going to chase things that are good but they're not perfect. Pursue God. Now, I'm not saying don't work hard in school. I'm not saying don't study and don't go to class. Oh, I'm just going to lay in my bed and read my Bible all day. I'm not saying that, right? Parents, I'm not. Trust me. But you know what I'm saying? Just think about the energy and the emotion and the time you're going to invest in these next four plus years. Now, what if you just took a fraction of that time and pursued God? I'm telling you, it'll make all the difference in the world. Not just your world, but in the world. In 23, 22 and 23, it says this, your eyes are windows into your body. If you open your eyes wide in wonder and belief, your body fills up with light. If you live squinty-eyed um, in greed and distrust, your body will become a dank cellar. If you pull the blinds on your windows, what a dark life you'll have. Listen, um, a lot of you will go off to college and you're going to have freedom like you've never had before. Um, and, and that's a good thing and that's a scary thing. Because in that freedom, man, you grow up. And in that freedom, you mature. But also in that freedom... Just refer back to the very beginning. Don't be an idiot. Because it's easy to become one. It's easy to derail everything by bad choices. So 
make sure um, that you're not one of those college students that says, hey, you know what, I'll have time for God later. I'll get serious about God later. Don't do that. Because the longer you don't pursue God, and the darker your heart grows. The longer you don't pursue God, the more time you're wasting in fulfilling God's plan for your life. Meaning, in your pursuit these next four plus years, don't get blinded. Your degree will not define you. Your job out of college will not define you. Your bank account will not define you. You see, your degree, your job are only vehicles for God to get you where he wants you. And how sad if when your time on earth is done that the only thing that is said is, boy, Alexis, man, she was a really good x-ray tech. Or Clayton, man, he was, he was tough, but he was a fair game warden. Because I'll be honest with you, all this stuff doesn't matter. But what if people looked at your life in 20, 30, 40 years from now and said, you know what, um, Dr. Duval, man, that dude can fill some cavities. But he walks with Jesus and he makes a difference in people's lives. But we love our pediatrician, Dr. Hudson, and she's really good. Man, we see Jesus in her, and so do our kids. Man, don't let that shiny degree, that shiny career, that hope of that shiny new house and that big bank account, don't let it blind you. In case you were wondering, God's not going to look at you and say, wow, you were a great physical therapist, or you did really good being a nurse. He's not going to be impressed when you eventually claim world domination. <laughs> he might, but I'm not thinking. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, man, how deep that darkness is. Now, just saying, if you're pursuing stuff that you think is actually light, and it's not God, you messed up. Pursue what matters. And lastly is this. And we've got to choose the right stuff. You just got to choose the right stuff. I, I mean, it's just, it seems simple, but I know it's hard. Because Jesus said, listen, you can't worship two gods at once. Loving one God, you'll end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. You can't worship God and money both. And, and if you want to interchange that word money, you can say that you can't worship God and success. You can't worship God in your degree. You can't worship God in your job. You can't worship God in your bank account. You can't worship God in anything else. Because when I start putting my trust in my bank account, then I don't trust God. When I start putting my trust in my degree, I'm not trusting God. When I start putting my trust in anything besides him, I'm not trusting God. Because with God, it's, it's you trust him or you don't. There's not a partially trust God. There's not a, I'm going to give you, a, you know, a quarter of it today, God. That's not how it works. Because if you put your trust in anything besides God, then you don't trust God. And I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you, um, as someone who has been to 17 of these things, man, I'm figuring that out more and more and more. That you can pursue all the things you want to pursue. And, and honestly, there's no doubt in my mind that you guys are going to achieve the goals that you've set. You, you're very, very capable of doing that. There's none of y'all look at it and go, good luck, Right? I mean, you all have the capacity to achieve the dreams that you've set out for yourself. Every one of you do. But just make sure you're pursuing the right stuff. Listen, who or what you're going to trust? Um, are you going to trust in your abilities, your awards, your degrees, your education, your bank account, your accomplishments? Or are you going to trust the God who created you and redeemed you and has a perfect plan for your life? Choose to pursue the right thing. Chase your dreams, but make sure you're chasing the right dream. If you, try and you put, if you try and put your trust in God in anything else, then you're not putting your trust in God. So I'll leave you with this. Spend the next four plus years pursuing the only thing that matters. That's God. I mean, if I could drill that into you, if I could somehow get that in where it never leaves, I would. Pursue God. Listen, we, we have enough dentists. 
we have enough physical therapists, we have enough educators, we have enough of that. But what we need are godly men and godly women who walk with Jesus. That's it. That's it. Had a conversation not too long ago with, with a high school student who's just struggling, trying to figure out, what am I supposed to do with my life? What am I going to do? And, and my response to them is pretty simple. Just walk with God. I mean, I know that's not the answer you were looking for, but just walk with God. Because walking with God is the only thing that matters. Be a dentist. Be a great dentist. But walk with God. Be a physical therapist. Be a great physical therapist. But walk with God. Work with, with children with cancer. And be a great nurse. But walk with God. Because that's, that's what our culture needs. Your job is just a platform. It's not who you are. Just walk with Jesus. And that, I mean, that's as simple as I can make it. And I think that many adults in this room would look at you and just go, yeah, what he just said. Because we've all been there. We've all chased our dreams. Every one of us in this room. And my guess is most of us, if we're honest, would be like, yeah, things didn't really turn out like I thought in the beginning. It doesn't matter. What matters is you walk with God. And you can do anything and be anything you want to be. Just be a follower of Jesus. Let me pray for us. God, thanks so much for these graduates. Um, boy, it's fun to watch them. Yeah, this is a very, very talented and a very, very um, smart group, every one of them. And they have the capacity to achieve all the dreams that they said they want to achieve. Wouldn't shock me at all if every one of them did exactly what they put down um, in, that, in that bulletin. Because they have the capacity and the ability. God, my prayer for them as they head out is, God, that they wouldn't pursue things that don't matter. That they would understand deeply that all that matters is walking with you and being a godly man and a godly woman. And however they make a living doesn't matter because you'll place them exactly where you want them. All you're asking is that they just walk with you and they just trust you. God, for a lot of us who are older, who've kind of been on this journey a little bit longer, God, we all know what it's like to make our plans and set our future out. And most of us in this room knows what it's like to watch those dreams and that future just go away. <laughs> God, the only thing that sustains us is you. The only way we make it when things get rough is if we're pursuing you. So that's my prayer, that all of us as adults in this room would understand that the only thing that matters is pursuing you. God, we're grateful for your love. We're grateful for your mercy. And God, I thank you that even when we choose to walk down a different path and we stumble, you're there to pick us up. And you're there to help us get back on the right path where we need to be. So God, we love you. And we honor you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So what we're going to do this morning is we, we end our services, um, our graduate recognition services like this every year. And it's an opportunity for us as a church family to really pray over our graduates. And, and, um, and so what I'm going to ask is, graduates, if you guys and girls would just kind of come up along the front and just kind of line up around front. You guys can come on up and do that now. Just kind of line up around front. And then families of our graduates, um, if you would come and kind of surround your graduate. Uh, don't be shy. Come on up. Young turn that way, <laughs> facing the peoples. Right, and so for a lot of you, you kind of remember being here. Um, I, I, as long as it's been, I still remember graduating, and um, it's a scary time. It's a scary time for these students, um, but it's also a scary time for all those people standing in front of them, right? Parents are kind of real nervous <laughs> right now, right? And so what we're going to ask is, church family, if you would, if you'd come and surround these families, 
Um, so you guys, don't be shy. Come on up. I know we don't ask you to come down front often, but come on down. Because I want us to end our time praying for these students and praying for these families. And uh, I've asked Mark Dubos uh, to pray over our students and our families for us. Dear Lord, we, uh, we just thank you for these young men and women, and we just pray that you'll, uh, Lord, that you'll bless them. And Lord, we pray that you'll give them courage uh, in the days ahead as, as life kind of changes and, and uh, new challenges will come their way. We just pray that you'll, you'll give them strength. And Lord, we pray that you'll give them wisdom to, uh, Lord, to discern what it is you would have them to do. And Lord, we just pray that they'll have the wisdom to recognize those things that are... Uh, that are good things and those things that are that are not good and, and Lord I, I, I pray that you'll you'll be with the families as they transition kind of into a new phase that you'll uh, you'll strengthen them and you'll be with the parents and uh, with the siblings uh, that uh, Lord as, as these uh, young men and women are, are moving away that you'll just help them and comfort them in, in this transition and Lord we we just thank you that you're wherever we go and so wherever these young people go we just uh, I just pray that they'll be impressed that you're there with them and Lord uh, I pray that uh, that they will Lord find a place that they can learn more about you and be around other believers wherever they're at and they might hear your truth and they might grow in you Lord we pray as they become older adults that and, and uh, mothers and fathers and we just pray that they'll uh, always look to you for guidance just as they do now. And Lord, we thank you for all you do for all of us. And Lord, as a church family, we just pray that uh, you'll give us an insight in, in the words to say that might encourage them. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks. Bible study will start in, uh, in a while. Look at that time. Just... Just so we note it. <laughs>